Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Menopause Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Council, your host for this podcast, and we are in the summer season. That's right. I'm taking a little bit of a break over the end of 2022, beginning of 2023 from recording new episodes. But what I thought I'd do, rather than leave you with nothing to listen to over this break, I thought I would share with you some of my favorite episodes from guests that I've had in the past. Now, I realized a few weeks ago that I have recorded over a hundred episodes and in that time I have spoken to some absolutely fantastic women, hearing their stories, learning about what they're, they're doing and just simply having a really great chat with them. So I thought you might enjoy listening to some of them too. And particularly if you're a new listener to the podcast, you probably haven't heard some of these. Now, you will notice that I refer to the podcast as the Wise Women's Conversations podcast, because that's what it used to be called before. But it's the same podcast. All I did was change its name. So please listen to this episode, enjoy it, and let me know what you think. Or why not join me over in the Menopause Conversations Facebook group where we have more conversations and where you'll find more podcast recordings over there to have a listen to as well. So have a great break. I'll be back recording live episodes, new live episodes in 2023. But enjoy some of my favorites in the meantime. Bye for now. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversations. It's Angela here and this week I'm having a chat with Doris Mounsey. Now Doris is a kinesiologist, a yoga teacher, an intuitive guide and she's also a woman who has had a bit of a struggle with her health and in fact she um, had breast cancer which put her into a medically induced menopause. Now quite often when I speak about menopause on this podcast I'm generally speaking about women who are going into a natural menopause but not every woman goes into menopause naturally. Some conditions and some treatments of those conditions can put women into menopause prematurely and this was Doris's story and one of the things that um, she did say in this conversation was even though she felt really really well supported through her breast cancer journey then you know the treatments and everyone was really supporting and no one supported her or really told her a lot about the what was going to happen when she went into a medically induced menopause and at the time she was in her mid-40s so she wasn't overly concerned about going into menopause that little bit earlier because she knew that she wasn't that far from going through um, menopause naturally anyway. And she also had everything else that was going on. But the big thing that really changed Doris's life and particularly her quality of life was um, her vaginal dryness. Now, she has a very strong relationship with her husband and when she went into this menopause really, really quickly, not slowly like um, most of us who are going through it naturally do. She went into it very, very quickly and she had severe vaginal dryness, which meant that her sexual relationship with her husband changed very, very quickly. 
And this put her on a real emotional roller coaster. And she kind of spoke to the doctors and they really didn't give her many answers, but she's someone who really loves to you know, learn and research. So she did her own research and she found solutions that worked for her. She looked at more holistic solutions rather than um, just taking more medications, just using lubricants and things like that. So now Doris actually works with women, you know, not just um, she is a yoga teacher, but she, she works holistically with women to particularly those who are going through a similar journey that she went through to actually embrace what's happening in their lives. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation with Doris. As I said, you know, sometimes we, we yeah, it can be forgotten that there are women that come into menopause very, very quickly due to medical treatments. And this can actually really impact your life when you're not expecting it and when changes happen so, so quickly. When we do it nat- naturally, there is a gradual change with the hormones. And whilst it can be a bit of bit rocky, when you have to be dropped into it really quickly, it can severely impact you on all different levels. So listen to this conversation, enjoy it. And I'll be back at the end to have a bit more of a chat with you. Bye for now. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversations. And today's conversation is, I think, a very important conversation because this is something that many women go through and it's medically induced menopause and it's not really spoken about. And I want to welcome our gorgeous guest today, Doris. Hi, Doris. Hi, Angela. Oh, we've had a few technical hiccups going on, for the, um, <laughs> but we've, hopefully it's all sorted now. So, Doris, can you just introduce yourself? Who is Doris and how did you get to be doing what you're doing today? Mm, yes. Hello, I'm Doris and you hear a slight accent in my voice. I'm from Munich, Germany. And about 30 years ago, I came here with my Australian uh, husband and living in Melbourne since that time. And on my journey, when I was 45, I had breast cancer. I, had, I was not well sort of about four or five years before that. I had uh, symptoms of chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. And then in 2007, breast cancer came into my life and uh, changed everything. So I was, I had the decision to make, to listen to my body now. If I wanted to get healthy and create a healthy environment in my physical body, I needed to change. So that started me off on my journey to becoming a kinesiologist, a yoga teacher, an intuitive guide, a priestess of the third level, and a workshop facilitator. So I have a variety of things now where I share my wisdom with my beautiful clients. So talk to us a little bit about your journey from when you went when you were diagnosed with breast cancer, and then I'm assuming that it was the treatments that um, caused you to go into a medically induced menopause. Can you just share us a little bit how that felt when you're overwhelmed with being given a diagnosis about cancer, you've got all these treatments, and then you go into menopause. 
were there any warnings? Did the doctors tell you any of this or was this something you had to find out for yourself? I mainly found the menopause aspects and what it really meant for me out by myself. I had a beautiful team at the Peter Mac in Melbourne and they looked after the cancer side and the cancer treatment, they were excellent. So they supported me 100% and I got the best possible outcome there. And because I'm a researcher and I love analyzing things, I looked into the side effects of all my treatments and prepared so that I can support myself through it with healthy food, with nutrition, and do it as holistically as possible. So I read about that chemotherapy uh, introduces menopause and there might be side effects of what they call vaginal dryness and uh, hot flushes. So just the normal menopause thing and by that time I was 45, had two healthy children and I thought, oh, yeah, I just go into menopause a little bit early. That, that is not a big problem. So for you, because you were already at that mid-40s age, it wasn't a big emotional thing to go into menopause because you knew you were going to have it anyway. And you had bigger issues going on at the time. I mean, you were also, you had breast cancer. So as you went through your treatments and you finished your treatments, how did you then start to get on with life and a life with a body that was different because of the medical treatments that you had and wasn't what you'd expected. How did all that work for you as you kind of came to the end of your treatments? Ah, oh, yes. My menopause happened at the end of chemotherapy and to give a little bit of a bigger picture, my relationship with my husband was very close. So it, the closeness in, in bed and the closeness of the sexual relationship held us together. That, that's where we found connection and that's where we could work with our fear. And still we're sort of a team together. And the closeness connected us and that was the cuddling time and and the pleasure kept some normality going and and brought us together and we had the feeling yes together we we can get through this and by end of chemotherapy i suddenly had severe vaginal dryness and intercourse was no longer possible it was so painful that it just pleasure was completely gone and also fear in my husband he didn't want to hurt me and at that point all the anger and rage bubbled up because I was had no warning about that coming and then vaginal dryness can be so severe when you I read about it I thought yeah we just use a little bit more lube and that's what you do in menopause or hot flushes. I just might look into other complementary medicine, which is not hormone related and support the hot flushes and balance my hormones again 
a little bit later down the track, try as we go and just work work with it. But it was this this turning point of not being able to have intercourse. What really hit me hard and brought all the started the emotional roller coaster and the emotional avalanche coming out. So that was a very very intense week. And at the end of the week, I talked to my specialist and she acknowledged it. She listened and she said, yeah, there are some auxiliary services available at the hospital. I may would like to talk to them and get some support there. So from the, the medical professionals, they just focused on um, getting the cancer out of my body. I, on my side, working holistically, I had um, a mindset going. I focused my mental energy on an affirmation, an intention for the future of creating 100% healthy cells. And whenever fears came in, I draw, that's where my mental thing go back to this affirmation, 100% healthy cells. So that was my coping mechanism there. And when I realized there is not much information available on the net, there is not much information available at all, then I said, okay, I have to take charge of my health now and learn as I go, do the best. So to work with the symptoms of hot flushes, I used the Australian bushflower essences and I used an essence called Solaris and women, and they help with reducing the heat in the body, but also they help with emotional balancing of the hormones. So they worked very well with um, the hot flushes and I changed my diet. So my, I focused on cutting out uh, sugars and carbohydrates as much as possible and ate healthy, whole, organic food. And through that diet and also reducing stress, meditating, keeping my yoga going and, and looking after my stress levels. Within 18 months, I managed to have balance back in my body. My body gave me one last period and uh, that, was <laughs> that was beautiful. That meant I had achieved what I wanted. I wanted to have my body with normal menopause symptoms or no symptoms, just having no period and having energy in the body and can live a, a normal, healthy life. So I achieved that after 18 months. I had one last period and that period disappeared. And since then, my... Uh, symptoms are almost non-existent. I notice if I my sugar, I eat a little bit of too much chocolate, or have a <laughs> a red wine too many, then I might get a hint of a red flush, a hot flush, and that is a sign. And I listen to my body, and then come back to a more healthy <laughs> lifestyle and diet. So, so sorry, keep going. Yep. No. I was going to say, so how has, because you've got a very close relationship with your husband, so how has that changed 
through all of this? Oh, that is 10 years or 13 years this year. And for the first 10 years, it changed a lot. We were still close. We, we raised our kids. We were mums and dads, taxi did all that. What do you do with uh, teenagers and young adults? And we had a sex life during the holidays. So when we had time for each other and can take it really, really slow, uh, we found different postures, we found different lubrication. So my gynecologist recommended avocado oil because looking for oils with a higher viscosity and avocado oil is dark green. So it messed up the washing and it, it was just not really nice to deal with. And then um, coconut oil became more available and I found out that when it's uh, in the fridge, it is hard and that is easier to use. You can break bits and pieces up and insert it deep in your vagina and then it melts and it beautifully supports the lubrication. So that helped us. And it was sort of only holiday sex. And oh, we, there was nothing much I learned about it, what I could do and improve it. So for the first 10 years, it was just, yeah, not really existing. And uh, recently, about a year ago, I went into deeper, on a deeper spiritual journey. I did a course which is called the third level at the Institute of Intuitive Intelligence. And that is a course where you face your fear, your deepest subconscious fear and move them into love. And on that journey, on that course, I also learned that part of pleasure Part of the sacral chakra is part of me and I no longer can ignore it. And being surrounded by a group of spiritual women and through my mentor, I also learned that there are yoni eggs available. There are crystal eggs and yoni is the Sanskrit word for our vagina area and all the reproductive organs. So using that term made it more easier and allowed more exploring of this area. And then I also learned that it was only in 2011 when the medical system did an MRI of all the women's pleasure organs. And only since then has started to develop an idea how women's pleasure work. So it is fairly new. There's only a few books available. So I started learning about all the anatomy. I didn't know about it. And that helped me to develop that. But also coming in from the energy medicine side, I also put a new affirmation, a new intent into my life. I wanted really pain-free sex again. So I thought this yoni egg may can help me with healing the skin 
And I know that my, the skin inside my vagina was still producing mucus. It's only in small amount and it took a very long time. And I thought, okay, I can use this yoni egg in my vagina while I sleep. And it, the skin has a whole night to <laughs> be stimulated and produce mucus. And that worked. So over three months, I did that. And the skin became more normal again, more subtle and uh, allowed for this mucus production. And sex and intercourse became easier and less painful. Also, in that time, I joined a course to learn more about pleasure. And the idea of allowing pleasure and sexual pleasure back into my life. And that was a journey, a journey of facing uh, the words, the hiccups we have around the, the sex, around the language, around the words we use, around, around the belief systems in the background. And this course of discovery allowed me to tidy up to throw out all the belief systems which no longer work for me and develop new ones. And I keep a few old ones and work on sacred relationships. So the term sacred relationship is now very important for me. It is the sacred relationship to my body, the sacred relationship to my pleasure, my mind, my emotions, Everything bring, coming back into this sacred space. And there also my relationship with my husband changed. And I focused more on a sacred relationship. And what that meant for me. And coming into that, it, that helped us both discover an, a new way of connecting. And before, just before Christmas sex became pain-free again and we celebrated that in our last holidays in january which were in new south wales in port stevens and had a beautiful time together and that's when i uh, got were part of a discussion about this medical introduced dryness and i found out that not many people um, women knew about it, and that's when I wrote an article about my experience. And this article was uh, published in early uh, April in the Spiritual Fears magazine. So now I'm sh sharing my journey and have the courage to talk about these things. And that's what I'm all about, is sharing with women and allowing them, giving them the knowledge so that they can take the power. So that is oh, my journey in a nutshell. And it's an absolutely beautiful story. And thank you so much for having the courage to stand up and talk about this because it isn't particularly when, um, you know, whenever women are talking or not all women, but a lot of women, they don't either don't want to talk about um, their sexual pleasure 
but this is just not spoken about. Vaginal dryness is very, very common. It, it not only impacts your sex life, but for some women, it can be that bad that they struggle to even just be able to walk without being in pain. So it is a very, very important topic, but because of where it's occurring, it's a bit of a taboo subject. You know, we're not going to talk about this. And so thank you so much for opening the conversation. And I saw the article, which is what um, prompted me to contact you because we need to have more of these conversations because these are the things that are happening to women. And whether or not it's medically induced or it's a natural menopause, it's still happening. And I love the fact that you're open to talk about it because, you know, it, it, it is a personal conversation. Mm. But what I really... What I really got from what you just said was you created a sacred connection and you created a sacred relationship, but it was with yourself first. It was with your body. It was with your mind. It was all within you first. And you had to create that sacred relationship so that you could then have a sacred relationship with your husband and everybody else. So that was the biggest message I got there is that the healing starts within us yes yes the healing starts within us that is the wisdom i have learned and i'm using for the last 13 years to keep me on this journey the wisdom of sacredness in the body in the mind in the soul in the heart coming from here is very very important and that's what keep, keeps me going to develop more sacredness and pleasure. So pleasure, that word, <laughs> that word pleasure. A lot of us don't think we're allowed to have pleasure, um, pleasure within our bodies, pleasure within our life. It's, it's another almost taboo word, isn't it? The word pleasure, because there's a lot, there's so much history around that word. And particularly for women, there's a lot of history around the word pleasure. Yes. So how, how do you, with the clients that you work with and the journey that you went on, how did you allow yourself to feel pleasure or how do you help your clients feel pleasure again? Uh, it's a journey of thousand small steps, allowing pleasure enjoy back into our life but with most of the clients i talk about filling their cup and giving themselves permission to fill their cup there and only when they have a full cup they can share with others so it is not selfish to fill your cup because when you are at your best the ripples come out and the ripples affect your family the ripples affect how you interact with other people. And if you are at your best and if you are full of energy and hope and joy, you can share it. And then the ripples, the waves go out. So if, if any of our audience, uh, they're listening to this or watching it, uh, they're in a place of whether or not they're experiencing vaginal dryness or they just want to experience more pleasure within their body. What are two or three tips that you would suggest to them that they can actually start to 
enjoy their body again in all aspects. Uh, firstly, give yourself permission to connect to yourself in the, in the time, no pressure, and trust little steps. Trust having a bath, giving yourself a massage, taking the time to just be with yourself and saying hello to the body. And in the beginning, the body takes a while because it's not, maybe we haven't talked to it for 40, 50 years. It might take a while to respond to, to your love. And thinking about what is joy for you, what is pleasure, and allowing it in. And joy and pleasure don't have anything to do with money what they have to do is with our heart and that's where we feel going into the feelings of pleasure and what the feelings of joy are for you and for that's where i recommend and i start my clients from that point of view allowing the feeling of pleasure back into the heart <sighs> I'm actually feeling pleasure just listening to you. <laughs> You've got a beautiful, calming voice. And I love it. It's, it's in a busy, busy world. You've got a nice, leveling, calm voice. And I just, I, I just kind of am always trance-like when I'm sitting here listening to you. <laughs> so imagine what your clients are like. It's like, yeah. So <laughs> you, um, you use the Yoni egg. So yes. Just explain a little bit for any of our audience that are listening who aren't quite sure what a yoni egg is, what is it? And is because you use it for different things. And um, I know people also use it to strengthen their pelvic floor, but you've used it to um, address the issue that you had with vaginal dryness. But can you just explain what a yoni egg is? Yes, I brought mine. And um, it looks like this. Looks like they an egg. come in different um, crystals. So this is a clear quartz yoni egg, and they come in three sizes. And there's a beautiful Australian website, and a lady who has introduced this into the life of women. <laughs> so they are called Yoni Pleasure Palace. Check that one out. Check that one out. And uh, I got the idea that I want to, to massage the skin. And when the skin is gently massaged, it starts lubricating itself. So I thought I would train the cells of my skin inside my yoni so that they are able to produce more mucus and that they are stimulated overnight. And it, it worked very well for me. I started with a smaller one and then discovered that the medium size is quite good for me. So that's a small rose quartz one. And that is um, a clear crystal medium size one. So it's about a journey going and exploring. And it helped me with uh, but 
vaginal dryness. And I also discovered um, I'm working with a different oil now. So coconut oil works well. But I also found a special oil for a perineum massage. It looks like that. It's produced by a German company called Vileda. And you, it's available in Australian health food shops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is a perineum massage oil. So it's made for the area of the outside skin around our vagina. And the other thing with pleasure, this I also allowed myself to self-pleasure for the first time in a very long time and bought myself a massage wand. So that is something showing you comes in a box like that. And that is to, to help massage the skin as well. And it, it looks like this. And that helped me to connect to my own pleasure again. It's made out of jade. To use it, I put it in warm water and then spend some time with myself, which I haven't done ah, almost never. I only can remember there was a journey that I self-pleasured as a child, but have no trauma with it, but I have no idea why I stopped it. So I think it's, or I recognized it's time now and it's just is part of my life and how I want to be, allow my body to experience pleasure and to get the energy and connect pleasure and spirituality and that they are linked. And that's where I am at my journey now. And I would and that, assume that it takes for many women, and I'm not sure if it was the same for you, that that takes some big mindset shifts because yes. we have... We're all we're the same vintage. We grew up in the same, you know, world. There is a lot of negative belief systems, particularly around women who self pleasure. It's yes. not so much men who self pleasure, but women who self pleasure. There's a lot of it, and, and more than likely, many of us as children were told, "Don't touch it. That's dirty. Don't do that. Mm. Don't do that in front of people," because all children do it. Uh, but we were told not to. So we kind of got this belief system that it's not right. So I'm assuming there was a lot of mindset work you had to do around that. Yes, changing the mindset and coming back to the word sacred. So it's a, for me, it's the sacred relationship I have with myself and the sacred relationship I have with my yoni and this area in life and acknowledging it we were born with it. And what also helps is the whole goddess wave, the information coming in and more and more women speaking about it. That allowed me to question the old mindset and then change it, change it to a more positive one around my body and a more sacred one. Oh, I love listening to you. <laughs> but we do have to go. Um, 
So where can, um, if women want to connect with you and they want to learn more about the work that you're doing as a kinesiologist, yoga teacher, where can they find you? What's your website? My website is my name, dorismounsey.com. Okay. And I will put that link in the on, show notes. Yes. Are you on and, um, Facebook, yes. Insta? Uh, Facebook, it's also if you put Doris Mounsey in Facebook, you find my two work websites, my private one and my business one. And uh, if you put the name into Instagram, it's also there's only one Doris Mounsey there. Okay. <laughs> so from one wise woman to another, what what key words of wisdom do you want to share with our audience before we leave? Oh, my key wisdom is creating a sacred space for yourself, creating a sacred journey and creating a sacred relationship with your own pleasure. And on that note, as we're creating that space for ourselves, I will say thank you so much for your time, Doris. Thank you so much for sharing your journey and speaking out about a really, really important topic. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Thank you very much, Angela. And all the best for your listeners. And to the listeners and our viewers, thanks for joining us. And I'll be back next week with another Wise Woman's Conversation. From my heart to yours, infinite love and gratitude. Bye for now. Bye. Hi, it's Angela back again. So what did you think of that conversation? Wasn't it really interesting, some of the things that Doris had to share? You know, her journey, how, you know, the medical profession treated her, how she found her own solutions and what she's doing now. So I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Doris. Please feel free to, if you've got any questions or if you've got any feedback, leave us a review. Um, Apple Podcast is the best place to leave a review because that means other people can find the podcast and listen to it as well. But, you know, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast, please leave us a view and let us know what you think of this conversation I had with Doris or what you think of the Wise Women's Conversations podcast in general. I'd really love to know your feedback.